Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Another broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a broadcast where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. It's me, Anne Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you doing tonight? Okay, there's a, there's a delay in our broadcast. How about that? You think um, somebody might swear or something. But there ain't no beep button, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> so there is a delay. It's a threw me off because I'm looking at the screen, and the screen says, Waiting for um, hosts. Well, I've been here for about ten minutes already, waiting for it to come out. So uh, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard me at the beginning, though, uh, Annette. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but you know, uh, we'll try to you know mind our manners, and maybe they won't have a delay on us next time. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe it's because of our guests. I don't know. Uh oh, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> No, nah, I don't think so, neither. But uh, <laughs> we will bring him on in uh, two minutes or so. And I would like to say, um, well, thank you, Annette, for being, you know, taking care of the chickens and being here um, tonight. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So, and that's our farm girl witch. But um, <laughs> so. I told her, don't worry, I'll be there. i got to go lock up the chickens. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes. I like to say, listeners, stay tuned for if our guest is on. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up. Something's already filled up for October twentieth, which is uh, which is good, really. And uh, but let's get to our guest right now. Annette, you want to introduce? He's the author of Haunted Asylums. Go ahead, Annette. And please welcome Corvus. Nocturnum. Hello, Corvus. Hello, Hello, Ed. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's been a while. About a year, hasn't it? 
if not a little oh, longer. It's been almost two years, actually. Oh, it's okay. time goes by too fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on, Corvus. Um, I told you we would, and uh, um, you got a brand new... Annette, he is an author of how many books, Corvus? Ten? Um, ten that are released. Uh, there's another three that are coming out this year, and uh, I know I've, I've got a couple slated for next fall that are finished, but I can't reveal uh, due to my contract with Schiffer until later uh, into the year uh, what those two titles are. So and oh, oh, you have a lot of irons in the fire. Congratulations. <laughs> Well, thank you. They they threw a contract at me as soon as I was done with all of them saying, hey, we want you to do one on vampires next. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I will. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, it's a great accomplishment. Let me say that, okay? Thank you. Uh, to be able to do that many books. Now, we're talking book books. We're not talking um, Kindle or any of that, right? Um, Schiffer's books aren't available as Kindle simply because they're so graphic heavy with full color photos. They don't want to disturb us to design. That's what I meant. You're talking um, actually books. Yeah. So. Um, the ones that I put out through Dark Moon Press, some of them are on Kindle, but the majority of them, they all started out as regular books first because, uh, uh, I'm old school, and I grew up in libraries and, you know, things like that, and I've worked in one for the past two or three years. So, you know, I'm I'm always going to have a huge personal library. You can't get away well, with just sliding a nook or anything under my nose. Right, <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> Your new book, Haunted Asylum. Yeah. Tell the listeners about it. Well, we're going to explore everything from the origins of Mary Mellon, otherwise known as the infamous Typhoid Mary. Um, you know, you'll see, you'll see well over a hundred uh, full color and some black and white uh, vintage photos and sketches uh, of these original uh, Kirkbridge and other designed uh, uh, asylums from the turn of the century. Uh, one of them being Danvers State Hospital in Massachusetts that was actually built on the grounds where the Salem Witch Trials took place. Um, You may have seen it in the movie Session 9. Uh, It was uh, the key uh, set for that until most of the buildings, unfortunately, were torn down. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, Oregon State Hospital, which is where Jack Nicholson's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was filmed at. And it's part paranormal, part history, part, you know, just amazing photos. I can't stress enough how incredible these images are. It blew me away as it was being put together. Were you the photographer for the the photos there, Corvus? Unfortunately, no. Um, I met with people from all over the world, and uh, they were what's more commonly known as urban explorers. Okay, uh, right. These brave souls went into, you know, sometimes 100, 200-year-old decaying buildings. I mean, uh, these places have asbestos and broken glass, rusted metal, floors caving in from age and, you know, wild animals in them. And, uh, you know, they risk their lives and, unfortunately, also arrest for breaking and entering because the majority of these places are still government or private property. So I did have to put in the beginning of the book that the author nor the publisher 
assumes any you know liability if anybody tries to uh, investigate these places on their own without written permission from whoever owns the properties. Right. Smart. How long did it take you to put this book together? Because the research and everything else had to be <laughs> time-consuming. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I put out four books this year alone, but this one took about two years to research to put it together and then networking with the photographers to send me images and get all the permissions signed and in the shipper. And then, of course, they also take another six months or so to you know put it together themselves and put it uh out on the market. So uh, technically its official street date is November 28th, but they are taking orders on uh, shifferbooks.com and on amazon.com right now. What would you consider the most, out of all the, the ones that you have in the book, which ones kind of stand out for you? For me personally, I'd have to say Danvers uh, for not only what I mentioned before about Session 9 and uh, Salem for the witch trials. Um, one thing that really stood out to me is that during my research I found out that it was the very place where lobotomies as a science was perfected. Um, we also have uh, Norwich Hospital where the uh, row of uh, cast iron bathtubs were filled with cold water and ice, and they would submerge the mental patients in them and bolt these giant straitjackets across the entire top. And this was a variation of uh, hydrotherapy where they felt that controlling the physical body and temperature would actually cure them of madness when actually they suffered hypothermia and died. Oh. Yeah. It's very tragic. You said perfected lobotomies. Is can that really be said it's been perfected, or you know, is it just a, a uh, crapshoot <laughs> as far as uh, you know what yeah, they're doing it, today? Today, yeah, do today. Yes, actually, it's 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 very sad that uh, in extreme cases it's still done on occasion, but electroshock therapy despite the American Medical Journal having put out papers and everything saying how it erases uh, memories and it causes all sorts of uh, medical and health problems, it's still being done today, especially to the elderly and, uh, you know, handicapped and uh, already infirmed patients in mental institutions, to, to even right now. Oh, my. Yeah, I, I had no idea. There was so much I learned about history and medicine and, you know, just the appalling condition of, uh, you know, so-called uh, incurable people or, you know, uh, individuals that were uh, lost, forgotten, homeless, uh, Civil War veterans, uh, World War II veterans, things like that, heroes. Uh, they would be put in places like this or, you know, tuberculosis patients, uh, you know, uh, Waverly is one of the most infamous places that's uh, reputed to be haunted uh, simply because of so many deaths and horrifying treatments uh, of the patients. Almost like medieval times with uh, the treatment, I guess you could say, of these patients. Yeah, I mean, we all like to talk about how horrific uh, Joseph Mengele was to uh, people in the Nazi concentration camps, the infamous Dr. Death, uh, 
but mm-hmm. you know there were there were people in America around the same time or uh sooner where in the i believe it was nineteen twenties uh, the board of eugenics for sterilizing the feeble minded and uh, insane epileptics and people like that on that board out of the sixty thousand people that were sterilized without their consent was uh, philanthropists like Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie. Wow. Yeah, things that you never knew uh, about these uh, wealthy philanthropists that were so humanitarian. Yeah, Yeah, it's, um, um, I guess it's, I guess it's okay if it's done here, but if it's done (laughs) in a different country, then it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it gets whole perspective. yeah, if you kill someone who's not mentally ill, then that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> what? And you're saying some of this still goes on today? Um, I would say it's to, Yeah, it's not to the same severity. I mean, uh, straight jackets have pretty much been replaced by chemical straight jackets. Uh, you know, the psychoanalytic drugs and you know uh, therapies. Um, it's a lot more humane now. Uh, but one thing I mentioned in the afterword is as much as we would like to think of ourselves as a civilized nation and so kind and everything and trying to help and heal, even to this day, um, mental hospitals are nowhere near the uh, institutions of peace and tranquility that were unfortunately led to believe uh, when we place a, a relative or friend into something like that. I mean, it's like how many old folks' homes do you hear about where someone's put in there and, uh, you know, they get beat on or sexually molested. I mean, these things happen, and we don't like to think about it, or let alone investigate it. Yeah, I, uh, um, it's very hard to find a senior's home or a nursing home, let's put it that way, that um, meets your standards. You know, because, right. yeah, because you do realize you got one person taking care of maybe eight people at a time. And, uh, right. and seniors aren't the easiest ones to, especially that are ill and sick. They're not the easiest to, you know, maybe it should be two or one on two instead of one on eight or nine. But um, you got costs everything that has to be factored in, too. I think that's been an ongoing thing ever since the beginning. I mean, some of these uh, asylums were built in the you know 16, 1700s, and they originally were supposed to only house a few hundred, then it grew into the thousands, and they still only had the staff to handle the original uh, workflow, and that's why you know people weren't even checked upon for hours, if not days. I mean, uh, I believe it, it was in uh, Waverly and a couple other places where patients were actually found uh, beaten or frozen to death in remote parts of these just enormous uh, uh, buildings. Uh, you know, some of them were four or five stories tall. They would go for blocks in many different wings and directions, and so an orderly, you know, say would uh, happen across a, a body, and they would mm-hmm. have no idea, you know, how long they'd been there. Wow. I know I, I sent you uh, information about. Uh, um, Mantino, and right. uh, yeah, and it was a letter from somebody that actually visited, or mother worked there, and it talked about what they, uh, what the person went through and stuff like that. 
or what they seen. And right. I believe it was the letter where the lady writing it said there was a girl there that, you know, played, you know, she was she wasn't what they thought she was, but she just at the time parents could put people away because or kids away because the kid would speak up, wouldn't behave, blah blah blah, there must be a problem, etc. Right. Uh Kennedy's matter of fact were a classic case of that and it was one of the sisters, President Kennedy's sisters, they have a bottomy in that because uh Right. Old man Kennedy didn't like the way that she talked back to him. Right. And I mean, this is in our lifetime. Yeah, and the story goes when the mother left to go to Europe, I believe it was, old man Kennedy put the daughter in there. He had the lobotomy. I guess he had Mrs. Kennedy gone for like six months. So he had a lobotomy and everything done um, on the daughter. She became her. She was taken in by nuns, I believe, afterwards. And um, you know what? Um the wrath of a, well, I say the wrath of a woman, but I guess the wrath of a mother slash wife. You, uh, you know the story about old man Kennedy, right? How that went down. Yes. When he got ill. Yeah. 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 Um, Annette, did you ever hear the story? No, I guess I don't know. Tell for, yeah, for me and the yeah. other listeners. Yeah. Yeah. She she never forgave him for this, or what they did to um, the daughter. So. By what I've read and heard, is he had a stroke, okay? And Corvus, I tell me if I'm wrong or right, and if you know, and uh, she didn't jump on to uh, get him assistance right away, and I guess he more or less became a uh, vegetable. Um, yeah, it was his turn, right? It's yeah, rather yeah. poetic justice. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and there's people that had all the money in the world and all that, and yet, you know, just because a kid Pretty didn't poly. live up to the expectations of dad, you know, we're going to punish her. And uh, kind of Which sad. Which just goes to show you that he obviously started out nuts to begin with to do that to his own daughter, for crying out loud. Yeah. I, you know, well, look at the look at the history. So uh, that speaks for itself, I guess. But, um, uh, but what would you, what do you think now, Corvus, where they're, like in Illinois, they're thinking of, if they haven't already, shut down a lot of these um, these type of hospitals? Well, I do believe that it began during World War II to a limited extent that uh, journalists uh, broke into some of these places disguised as patients or uh, orderlies or something like that with some vintage old cameras by our standards. And uh, for their time period, it was James Bond type stuff, as uh, small and elaborate as it was. And some of these pictures were actually leaked to a major uh, magazine during its time to where it got to the point where I believe it was uh, Roosevelt or Eisenhower's wife became heavily active in uh, getting these places investigated and little by little shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. mo- mostly and sadly, I would say that the majority of the reason why most of these places do not exist anymore is because science evolved and it became less profitable to house these patients because uh, chemically altering them 
or finding other uh, less costly you know, ways of housing them or treating them uh, became more prevalent. And so funding caused a lot of these places to just be vacated or people transferred or they just let the patients go and they became the homeless crazy people that we all see. Um, that was under Reagan, wasn't it, that he pulled out? Um, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. So, you know, some of this has, has been going on, you know, in the 70s, 80s, and, you know, in that era more where government officials just said, okay, we're closing you down or we're not providing funding anymore. So, you know, they they swept them under the rug and they became part of the millions of homeless. And we wonder why uh, half the homeless people are women with small children who just, you know, can't afford anything because they're single mothers and lost everything or they're older crazy people. Well, that's part of the reason why is because they're old uh, inmates who uh, no longer are being taken care of by anyone. And not that being taken care of was, uh, I use that term very lightly. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. They weren't being watched, they're not being watched over basically today. Right. I mean, um, it, you know, it, it's really sad. Uh, when you think of all the horror movies that exist out there, it's more horrifying to me researching and learning the truth than the ghost stories that I threw into the book simply because they were uh, tales told by urban explorers or people that lived in uh, the cities where these uh, humongous uh, Gothic cathedral-looking uh, monoliths uh, still stand and you know, of course mm-hmm. they give you the chills when you're there. I don't know if they're truly haunted, but if there is such a thing, it would definitely be in places like this. I mean, you, you think of, the, of thousands. Uh, because of the emotions left there. And right. The I mean, how, many, yeah. how, how many of these people lived there their entire lives and died in misery and were buried into the back unmarked graves? And that's why a lot of these places can't be torn down because there's cemeteries on them, and there's a federal law saying you cannot demolish property with cemeteries. Now, there's um, Mantino. They converted a good portion of those buildings into um, uh, veterans' homes, I believe. And, right. Uh, there there are many of them that have been, you know, torn down, changed into shopping malls, parking garages, or, you know, been revamped. I mean, Danvers is now uh, mostly apartment buildings, but they kept the exterior front. Do they find, excuse me, do they, when they do those renovations or build a parking lot, are they still having um, sightings or experiences with spirits in those Um, places? I do know that the people that live in the Danvers apartments say that they hear noises and odd lights and uh, a good share of the people eventually move out. Um, But Salem itself is notorious for all kinds of witchy haunting you know, all kinds of things, just given the reputation. Uh, it yeah. is, of course, the witch capital of the world. So, Yes. Have you ever been there or not? I have not. That's that's on my bucket list. It's okay. definitely on mine, and it's it's not a bucket list. It's a future TV show I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. What um What other books do you have? Well, first of all, Carvis, let's give the people where the website is. You got a one or two specials um, going if they do the book now, or if they 
order now. Right. Pre-order. Um, if people go to CorvusNocturnum.com, uh, you can actually pre-purchase uh, the book that I put out. Uh, I'll, I'll be getting copies from Schiffer, and I'll be autographing them. And anybody who wants to prepay uh, for that can either get a signed copy through me, or if you'd like, you can also get a uh, half-price copy of Most Haunted, Scariest Places on Earth that I came out with earlier this year. So it's kind of a, a treat to give people you know, a discount to get both of them. And of course, yeah. you can get all my, you can get the majority of my other works on there. How to contact me for, you know, book signings and appearances at colleges and you know things like that. What state are you out of, may I ask? Uh, I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, okay. my con- my address and everything for the PO box is on CorvusNocturnum.com. But uh, if fans want to contact me a little bit faster, they can always go to my Facebook page. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, in case somebody wants to have you in a, as a speaker, they you just gave them somewhat of an idea of, uh, right. yeah, yeah, let's say you're in uh, stuff like that. I try to be approachable and easy to get a hold of, although next month is pretty well booked with uh, working a, a new job uh, full-time, uh, and I also have uh, um, Scarefest in Kentucky to go to that takes up most of the last week. Yeah. Totally understand. Totally understand. Um, like I said, you got ten books um, that people can order right from your website. And uh, you've been a good guest in the past. You've been a great guest now. This is an interesting book. It's not just for the history um, reasons and what people went through. I know it angered me when I did research on uh, Mantino, what they actually did people, did to people, right. tortured them, stuff like that. And uh, it really angered, angered me that this went on in our country. So uh, I like we just, the clock says it's jumping between three minutes and one minute. So I'm just going to go with the uh, one minute because I don't want to cut you off, off short. So uh, I'd like to thank you for being on tonight. And well, your you. Facebook page, they can find you under what? It's uh, facebook.com slash Corvus Nocturnum. Uh, they can go to CorvusNocturnum.com, DarkMoonPress.com, and, of course, uh, any of the books uh, that I put out uh, through Dark Moon or put out on myself or through Schiffer can be found on Amazon.com. And I, I'm very proud to say that now it's not only on uh, America, but uh, British, Italy, you know, uh, sorry, the United Kingdom, and all the other Amazon.coms uh, that you can find in different uh, nations have it too. Congratulations. Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah. And uh, I am interested in the mansion that was on your Facebook page. So if you do uh, get an itch about that. <laughs> We can talk about it in the future. Okay? All right. So Definitely. Thank you for yeah, thank you very much for being on Corvus. Thank you. Thanks, Corvus. Thank Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. That was pretty good. They have a very interesting uh, history part of it and that seems like it overwhelms the uh actual paranormal stuff too. You know. Well, so, you know, uh, even when you're an, an urban, you know, discoverer, as you said, there's a... Uh, you almost have to know about the history so you're looking in the right places, you know? 
Well, the history about what they did to the people in the past and everything like that. Like I said, when I was doing the uh, stuff about um, Mantino, the webpage, uh, it did anger me. I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. uh, Then you tap into and find out some, you know, know, historical stuff about, you know, people who, you know, have names, you know, like I said, about the Kennedys and that. And it's like, wow, okay. And uh, so it makes for an interesting journey looking at this stuff. And thank God we became more civilized. If I don't, you know, if you want to call popping pills in the people and hoping for the best is civilized, but at least it isn't torture, you know. Well, let's hope not. Yeah. Let me spell Corvus uh, Nocturnum for the people real quick. It's C-O-R-V-U-S-N-O-C-T-U-R-N-U-M. Okay. I got C-O-R-V-I-S, Corvus. Is that what I said? You said you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. C-O-R-V-I-S. <laughs> I got my in a Latin book, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, okay. <laughs> like, like I said, sorry. credit to him for putting out ten books, too. I mean, um, oh my. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I guess you don't have word black, as you call it. Um yeah, no writer's block for Corvus. That's yeah, no writer's block, yeah. Um, uh, listeners, I'd like to say, too, uh, for those that are interested, a couple dates coming up, October 6th and 7th on the southwest side, southwest suburbs of Payless Park, okay, which is right in the area of the most haunted areas southwest side, uh, Bachelors Grove, Willow Springs, uh, the Humphrey House, et cetera, et cetera, Orland, Tinley Park. Um, There's going to be a paranormal conference going on those two days, um, the 6th and 7th of October, which is Saturday and Sunday. And the cool thing about this is it's not just going to be paranormal. You're going to have hypnotists there. You're going to have sessions on past past life regressions. You're going to have mediums. you can have readers, also paranormal people. I'll be doing readings. That night, then, there's going to be a dinner. And after the dinner, people have a choice of either going on, uh, even though he's passed recently, um, his sister's taking it over, the Richard Crow bus tour, haunted bus tour, or I, I will be assisting at Senator John Humphrey's house for a free paranormal tour and that's through the house. Uh, of Senator John Humphrey, which is a haunted location. And uh, a simple donation there of a dollar or two would be great, but it is technically free. Um, Then uh, October 20th, which is going to be the Valentine's Boys and Girls Club Paranormal Night Fundraiser, 44,000 square foot uh, location. And um, people involved, um, the spirit feelers, um, investigation teams, et cetera, et cetera. And it's full already. So uh, I just wanted to basically say it's full. Uh, <laughs> it feels good to say that. Um, and for uh, those that are interested, 
uh, come December, even November, if there's any interest, there's uh, Annette and I are will are we have done them in the past and we'll do them again if the requests are there. Um, holiday, paranormal, you know, a lot of holiday parties going on, corporate parties, etc. And we'd be willing to. Uh, we've done it before. It's a lot of fun uh, to have us out there as readers. I think phew, the one, the one we did in that. What did we go through? About forty people each. Um, yeah, it was a big time, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's something we're uh, accustomed to doing. It's enjoyable. It's uh, a feel-good type of thing. And that does a tarot. I do. Uh, I do what I do. Uh, Pam and um, some one-on-one psychometry, and uh, it's fun. It's you know we've had. Well, you did. I did have a couple sit down and everything for the reading. Or if you ever, or if you're even having a private uh, Christmas party, or some type of holiday party, uh, Annette does them. I do them. So let's go mm-hmm. to edwardshanahan.com and um, send me an e- email from there, and we'll do it. Um, so I'll send you information, or if you want a net, I forward the email to net. Or you can write a net directly at what's your email address, net? Fairy Mama, F A I R Y M A M A, at hughes.net, H U G H G S dot net. Okay. And I've gotten involved with uh, a couple of people uh, for other paranormal nights. My, the ones, Chicago Paranormal Nights, October 20th will be the last one I personally run. Um, I don't think there, I don't think I'll schedule any private paranormal nights after that neither, uh, because I'm pretty well booked in, into November already. But there's going to be one or two that I'll be working with others. Um, basically November 3rd, a opera house in central Illinois, uh, which should be pretty cool. Never been. I walked into the first floor, but I've never been to the whole building. So uh, me, and, oh, and, hey, and another, mm-hmm, me and another medium will be doing that together, and um, <clears throat> it should definitely be interesting. We were in Danville. It's our, our, our IP Phantom Fest. And uh, we met each other, and we kind of clicked as far as what we do in that uh, realm. And one interesting thing, ladies and gentlemen, that are in the Chicagoland area, uh, even in the Indiana, like in that, um, there's something coming up October 27th. I went to it just a week ago. They had a overnight free market. Um, with celebrities there, live bands, I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed. I got there, it starts at 4, I got there at 7, um, and I left at 11, and there was still people online to get in. And on October 27th, it's going to actually be a Halloween um, type of flea market with celebrities and uh, screen queens and little, you know, um, Actors oh, and stuff, wrestlers, stars, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the last one had Eddie Munster there, which was kind of yeah, neat to I see. Saw that. <laughs> yeah, how uh, he uh, he aged pretty good. I got to say, he's older than me. I would think. Uh, <laughs> I hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. I just real. I don't know. I just realized he was a kid when he did that. Um, so. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, you were a kid when he was making it too, so you're probably on yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, um, very down to earth individual, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, like I said, just go look in uh, overnight flea market or late night flea market, Illinois, and it will come up. Or Halloween flea market uh, on Google. A free plug for them, but. Like I said, I'm willing to share things that I think are really cool and uh, that the people would it enjoy. Great! I just was peeking at the website the other day, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I, yeah, I told you to look at look at the last year or the year before show, uh, and all the stuff that was there, and uh, it was enjoyable. I could not. I was totally, totally amazed at the hundreds of people that showed up there, and we're not talking junk flea market. We're talking good stuff. So, um, collector's items, uh, movie stuff, uh, yes, um, sports stuff, um, those metal signs, every type that you could think of, uh, really cool stuff there. Retro furniture, everything. So it was pretty neat to see. It really was. Um, Annette, I would like to say thank you for being here. Oh, sure. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for uh, listening in. Those who listen to iTunes. We'll get to hear this last portion um, or the listens to the rebroadcast of Blog Talk Radio. I'd love to thank all of you for making it popular. Um, the numbers are uh, really nice to see up there. And uh, remember the free apps at edwardshanahan.com. They're free to download. It has to do with the paranormal and everything. Um, so you also can find my two books there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Next time we'll be on, follow Facebook, sign up for Blog Talk Radio, come in front there too, and you'll be informed when we'll be on again. It'll be soon, but we do this when it's important. We don't do this to hear ourselves. Definitely not that. Uh, oh. <laughs> not after six years, no. Uh, that, I've never listened to all those shows, just talk yeah. to them. <laughs> Annette, thank you very much. Listeners, thank you. Until next time, good night. Blessed day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.